You're listening to the Better Than Fiction Bible Podcast. I'm Gandalf. I'm Matt. And I'm Nathan Van Horn. The Bible is the most read book ever, but to some, it is merely fiction. Join our conversations as we connect the dots to reveal that the story of the Bible is not only true, it's better than fiction. To learn more about the show or to contact us directly, visit us online at www.betterthanfictionbiblepodcast.com. Welcome back, listener, to the Better Than Fiction Bible Podcast. And as always, we're glad that you're joining us for these 30 minutes of discussing the biblical narrative. And listener, you'll notice if you're one of these people who listens to us every single week, first of all, thank you so much. And second of all, you know that I've been on kind of a, a crusade, if you will, of ah, late, ah, ah, where I'm bullying a, everyone who has not been subscribed to the podcast. Crusade mm. is a kind word for it. Mm. I, I, have be, I have been on a mission and to yet, eliminate and all those. And yet you've captured Jerusalem, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Good luck holding it. Worth yeah. everything. But um, interesting development is that before... If you remember, about five or six episodes ago, it was just Nathan and me. We were talking about how only 47% of our listeners were subscribed, which I thought was crazy. So I began really pushing you guys hard. Some may call it bullying. Some may call it harassment. Whatever you want to call it. I began urging you guys to subscribe. And lo and behold, yesterday, I checked the metrics. And now 87% of y'all are subscribed to the podcast of our regular listeners. Yeah. So my big takeaway is twofold. One, thank you. Our listeners are faithful. Our listeners are responding. And two, bullying works. There it is. Yeah, and we did have another milestone on just, this is not subscribed listeners, but uh, just listeners. Unique listeners. Yeah, unique listeners. On Apple, on Apple, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so put it together with Spotify and the others, it's going to be higher. But on Apple alone, we've had over 80,000 people listen to the podcast. Of 80,000 That's, that's unbelievable to me. That's an exciting, exciting metric to think about. So that's, that's more than a crowd. That's a host. That's yes, a lot of people. That, this is like, have y'all ever seen the Three Amigos? Would, it's you, been a would you say I have a plethora of pinatas? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but that's only and possible because of all of you all. That's a gaggle. And that's just that is that that's a dollop. That's people. what that is. <laughs> So that all being said, listener, guess what? I'm asking you to subscribe to the Better Than Fiction Bible Podcast. Of course. And tell a friend. And tell a friend and give us a written review on Apple Podcasts and go to our website and leave us a message at betterthanfictionbiblepodcast.com. And if you want to take it to the next level, you should go out in the backyard and plant a tamarisk tree. Oh, wait. That, That sounds like you're jumping ahead a little bit, Matt. Yeah, maybe. Maybe we ought to get into the episode so we don't take too much time. Today's so. episode is brought yeah. to you by the National Arbor Day Foundation. <laughs> That's Plant right. Plant a tree for your tomorrow. Okay. Genesis 21. We're going to wrap it up today, God willing, you know. Uh, but Genesis 21, 22 through the end of the chapter, we've got another Abimelech uh, story. And uh, by the way, this will not be the last time we see Abimelech in the story. But another Abimelech story, and it actually has something to do with trees and putting down some roots. Uh, so that's, uh, yeah, you got it. You got it. You got it. But uh, anyway, Nathan, why don't you read today uh, 22 through the end of the chapter, Treaty with Abimelech. 
Um, all right, so this is Genesis chapter 21, even though I read last week. Uh, Genesis oh, chapter 20. I did, but I'll do it again. That's okay. Oh, um, well, I, I'm, so, I, I, you know, Gandalf, do you want to read? Or? No, no, no. I was, I'm, I, I'm over here being very <laughs> quiet. I, I was so kidding. I was so kidding. Uh, like I, I, I immediately it runs went together. To, well, I immediately went to, is that uh, fickle or pickle? Um, yeah. and, it, and then in my ADHD brain, that took me to uh, the Don Knotts movie, The Incredible Mr. Limpet. Not pickle, stickle. And so this is the tortured existence that I lead. Um, so this is <laughs> oh Genesis. Uh, this is, and it is pickle for the record. There's a, a dogish in there. So it's a hard P. Um, oh, mercy. Uh, so this is Genesis chapter 21, verses 22 through the end of the chapter. And as always, dear listener, we are reading from the ESV. At that time, Abimelech and Pickle, the commander of his army, said to Abraham, God is with you in all that you do. Now, therefore, swear to me here by God that you will not deal falsely with me or with my descendants or with my posterity. But as I have dealt kindly with you, so you will deal with me and with the land uh, where you have sojourned. And Abraham said, I will swear. When Abraham reproved Abimelech about a well of water that Abimelech's servants had seized, Abimelech said, I do not know who has done this thing. You did not tell me, and I have not heard of it until today. So Abraham took sheep and oxen and gave them to Abimelech, and the two men made a covenant. Abraham got seven ewe lambs of the flock apart. And Abimelech said to Abraham, What is the meaning of these seven ewe lambs uh, that you have set apart? He said, these seven ewe lambs you will take from my hand, and this may be a witness for me that I dug this well. Therefore, that place is called Beersheba, which is either Hebrew for well of seven or well of the oath, um, because they both swore an oath. So they made a covenant at Beersheba. Then Abimelech and Pickle, the commander of his army, rose up and returned to the land of the Philistines. Abraham planted a tamarisk tree in Beersheba and called there on the name of the Lord, the everlasting God. And Abraham sojourned many days in the lands of the Philistines. Thank you, Nathan. By the way, Beersheba, typically when you hear English readers say- Beersheba, I'm sorry. Yeah, Beersheba. That's how no, we no, usually no, that's hear. fine. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure folks knew what we were talking about there. But, but if, uh, if, if, if you're reading, you're also more likely to hear like a very English pronunciation of uh, pickle to ficol. Uh, right. A lot of the times, how you hear. I I also love that that he's like the commander of the army. It's like Abimelech was in a real pickle one day, so he called pickle. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it does have the dogish in the lexical form of the name, so I'm not just okay. I just he, like our you, Hebrew you, scholar here. Your name uh, is Pickle. I mean, it's just uh, this is where uh, so uh, in the Greek, uh, Josephus makes this pikolos. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he does capture the f. Uh, pH sound. So, hmm. um, anyway, so do do you think Abimelech is read, already read tired co- of dealing with uh, Abraham well, and his this, family? Yeah, this is the interesting thing. You know, we always talk about living the uh, Exodus while you're reading Genesis, and you know, we were discussing this for like the conquest generation, where they're not supposed to trust the people of the land. But man, in the early days, it's not the people of the land who deal treacherously with Abraham. It's more Abraham being less than on the up and up with the people of the land. Like Abimelech's like, Hey bro, I've done right by you. Uh, I don't want to have any more threatening plagues or uh, dream visions of God visited upon my household because you didn't tell me everything. Let's make a deal. Yeah. <laughs> and my boy pickle here is to uh, be a witness. <laughs> so Nathan, there's a couple observations I have regarding the tree. 
Um, uh, some translations I want to say, wait a second, let me, let me look up. What does the NLT say on this? Uh, I don't know. I'm reading from the ESV because this is the better than fiction Bible podcast. Any, no, Tamarisk tree. State your intentions, I to, sir. I wanted to say that I've seen some say, "Is could this be considered an oak tree as well? Does, regardless, he's planting oh, a tree. T- t- yeah, yeah, and you have several, like going back to the Oaks of Mamre, I'm assuming. You have right. several several of these key scenes involve trees and you know building an altar to the Lord. This is, you know, we or talk calling about- on the name of God. So... Uh, in fact, yeah. If we and, were and, to hearken, the worship, not just the, the worship context for Abraham is what I was going to say. Yeah. Yes. Even further back, though, than the Oaks of Mamre, like at the very call of Abraham, um, Genesis twelve verse four or twelve verse seven. Then the Lord appeared to Abraham and said, "I will give this land to your descendants." And Abram built an altar there and dedicated it to the Lord. Um, but right above this, I want to say that there's a tree mentioned. Oh, yeah. Verse six, Abram traveled through the land as far as Shechem. And there he set up camp beside the oak of Moray. At that time, the area, area was inhabited by Canaanites. So I, trees are big. Trees are big. And Gandalf, um, we've talked about this before. I mean, you've been to the Holy Land. What, what can you tell us about trees in certain parts of Israel? Uh, they're they're a little hard to come by uh, in in certain parts. In certain parts, they just don't exist. They're right. just not there. Right. Uh, like up in the northern region, you can find them, but like there are like huge swaths of countryside that. Well, especially you know in the south, you're really getting into desert. That's right. So it's interesting to me why why would why would Abraham be planting a tree? All right, he's just made a treaty. Now, we know he's been promised the land for inheritance to him and his descendants by God. Um, but he's just made a treaty with Abimelech. And then the first thing he does is he plants a tree. Well, this So, you know, I'll say this because you just mentioned going over there a couple of years ago. Um, you know, when you go over to the Holy Land, there's some of the sites are plausible like this might be where it happened in the bible some of them are probable and some mm-hmm. of them like there's no way this is not the site one of these is not uh the uh you know at Beersheba. one of these is jacob's well right there's not another well within 100 square miles right. this is it this is it that's right um so um man this tree is going to mark this well you got a well yeah. by a tree that's the one like there's <laughs> There's no, why else would that tree be, you know, that tree wouldn't be there if Abraham didn't plant it, right? This is, trees are not abounding. Like that's, that's, it's because he's put up a distinguishing, distinct marker. And it, it this ends up being like the Southern boundary marker for the promised land too, right? That's right. Um, um But by the so, time, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're fine. Keep going. No, so, so several years ago, this is, this is what lands for me. Several years ago, we got like, you, if you ever get the mail, like you've been selected, you weren't selected. But no, it's a lie. They're making you feel special. <laughs> That's right. We we did get one of those from the Arbor Day Foundation, and they say if you know if we if you send in such and such a donation, uh, by the way, if you're listening to this and you're a telemarketer, I'm trying never to be a sucker again, and I do support the Arbor Day Foundation anyway. But they said if you send in such and such a donation, we'll send you 20 trees to plant. And I don't know what came over us, 
maybe it was COVID and it was a weird time. We're like, Haley, let's make this donation and get our 20 trees. And they don't send you 20 trees. They send you saplings, right? Right. But in, in our head, we're like, this is how we'll landscape around our house. <laughs> uh, like like, we, like we you're imagining some... trucks pulling up. With yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, potted plants and whatnot. Um, no, they send you saplings uh, that are largely dehydrated by the time they reach you. Um, but this is, it's not much of a marker now, but it'll be quite the testament later. And that's, that's what we're after, I think. Um, you know, this is, uh, again, look at the context of Abimelech and Abraham. When's yeah. the first, when's the first time we met Abimelech? At uh, the end of Genesis, at the yeah. end of Genesis 20, right before the promise of Isaac's birth was fulfilled. Now Isaac's been born. Ishmael's been sent away. All hopes rest on Isaac. The very to, next chapter is going to be, be the, the inheritor of the land. That's it. The very next chapter, Isaac will potentially be wiped out. Uh, you know, when God calls Abraham to sacrifice him. And right before that, surprise, surprise, there's an Abimelech story. We'll see Abimelech again. When will we see him? With Isaac. When Isaac has inherited the promises. Hey, um, I want to I want to throw out a couple things here of talking about putting roots down. One of the things that I love, and we're going to talk about it in coming weeks, but the confidence of Abraham and Hebrews picks up on this is the confidence of Abraham that he can entrust God with the sacrifice of his son Isaac because Hebrews says that he believed that God could raise him from the dead. And you, I can't, you hear, I can't wait to talk about that. Yeah. You hear the confidence that Abraham is like, hey, it's going to be okay. I think you could see that in this story. It's cool, son. I just planted a tree. It's Yeah, this is going to be for you and the grandkids. So going back to other places in the Bible, 1 Samuel chapter 3 and verse 20, and all Israel from Dan to Beersheba or Beersheba knew that Samuel was an established was established as a prophet of the Lord. Same, 2 Samuel chapter 3 and uh, verse 10. To transfer the kingdom from the house of Saul and set up the throne of David over Israel and over Judah from Dan to Beersheba. There it is again. Uh, chapter 17 and verse 11. Um, uh, oh, I already already read that one. Oh, it's, oh, it's the same thing. Um, it's very similar. So you, you get the point. Uh, no, here it is. Uh, 17 verse 11. But my counsel is that all Israel be gathered to you from Dan to Beersheba as the sand by the sea for multitude that you may go to battle in person. That's interesting that that illustration is being used of all Israel considering in Second Samuel, considering the comments of Abraham's descendants out numbering well, the sand of the sea. But, but, it, but mm. it is the, you know, it is the um, it's the southern border. Yeah. So, but again, going back to your reading of Genesis twelve six, when Abraham passes through the land mm -hmm. to the place of Shechem, and there's a tree there, like right. that might that might have been assumed as the southern boundary, and like mm -hmm. in the context of God making a covenant with him. What do you have in this passage? You have a human covenant that recognizes God is with Abraham farther south, and so they make a covenant, and Abraham says, "Oh, then we need a tree here." Like. This will be the southern. You see what I'm saying? It's like expanding the map. Uh, this will be the southern border. Yes. And also, for instance, I have this very vivid and, memory. And at the end of Genesis 12, again, there's a there's a worship scene there like there is here. Yes. I have this very vivid memory uh, with my oldest child, Ashlyn, when we were little, planting things in our front flower bed. And she was just little. And, uh, you know, we planted it in our flower bed, not... 
not my neighbors. Like you, you put roots down in your place, in your place. This is a step of faith by Abraham. And lo and behold, what does he call God? He, he calls on God. Um, let's say, pull the scripture back up is everlasting God. Um, I don't know. It's just so cool to me. What? He and called I, I, on the name of the Lord, the everlasting God. I wish I could resonate more strongly, but I have the touch of death with plant life. Um, mm-hmm. And so like if I was planting a tree with my son, I'd be like, well, son, this may not be here when you reach adulthood, but I'm glad we have this. I'm glad we have this memory. <laughs> <laughs> this this uh, reminds me, my, my brother planted a tree at our old house in Columbus, Mississippi, like more than a decade ago, probably, I don't know. 15 years ago at this point, maybe more. But um, I, I was there just a few a few weeks ago and like the tree has grown so so big and he planted it so close to the driveway that it's like starting to rip up the driveway oh, wow. uh, concrete. So, well, John, if you're listening, it, it looks good. Yeah. Well, one of the we, things... We planted rem- our border. <laughs> <laughs> one of the things to remember is that information like this, when you read it in the scripture, like it's there for a reason. It's not like that Moses as he's taking down these details. Oh yeah, let's let's I I also heard that granddaddy Abraham planted a tree that day. So let's let's put that in there too. Like there's a reason here. There it's something significant. The Bible wants us to know that Abraham planted a tree and he's not this is not about reforestation. This is about putting down roots and trusting in the promises of God. Mm. And, and and also, I think this is, you, you're seeing him grow as a man of faith, too. Is, is that fair, Nathan? Just Yeah, I, I think the next very next chapter of the Bible will bear witness to that. Yes, Absolutely. I love that. Um, I love that. The um, God, God's promised reign and Abraham's brought his umbrella. And I do, I mean, this is not, uh, uh, this is a germination pun. This is not fully germane to our the thrust of our discussion today um but uh, I, I can't help but get over this too you know we, we've hit a lot about the isaac ishmael thing like there's a story about god's provision not only in the present but in the future like again there's a well and a covenant so they know not, not they know how to relate to each other not only in the moment but moving forward you, are you see what i'm saying uh-huh and this is right after a passage where god shows hagar a well that she didn't know was there. Mm. You know, the, this is the Hagar Ishmael thing. Uh, I, I think it's interesting that you have back-to-back stories about wells and God's provision and his faithfulness to provide. Um, because that's going to bear, again, because with Ishmael, she thought her son was going to die. And the very next story after today's passage, it leads off with, take your son, your only son, Ishmael's gone, your son whom you love, and sacrifice him. Like, so if you look at verse 34, it's right after, okay, verse 33, Abraham planted the Tamarisk tree in Beersheba and called there on the name of the Lord, the everlasting God. Okay, so that's Abraham paying it forward, believing in the promises of God for the future, and then getting up and still doing everyday life as verse 34 says, and Abraham sojourned many days in the land of the Philistines. So there is this. I think there's this, so you see this tension. Abraham is declaring and claiming the promises of God. He's believing what God has said, and yet he's still living 
in the reality of the moment, which, hey, this is a promise that's been given but not fulfilled. But the the planting of the tree demonstrates in Abraham's mind, man, it's as good as done. Nathan, you did mention earlier in the episode that we're going to see the situation again with Abimelech with Isaac. Yeah, and, and it's I'll, so fun. It's so funny because in that scene, Isaac tries to pass off his wife as his sister. Uh, <laughs> and, 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 uh, and what's Abimelech's crazy? Like, Abimelech's Ab- like, Abimelech. I've seen, I've seen yeah. this before. Yeah, uh, fool me once. And so Abimelech's yes. like, yeah, let's meet up at Beersheba and let's. We should probably make a covenant. Yeah, <laughs> let's go to the well. Let's dig a well. You know, the, your daddy uh, did this to me, boy. Uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> It's not. It's not so, working. I I can just see a bim like saying, "You think you're slick." You're and you, you, you know who else is there in chapter twenty six? Our Ch- boy Pickle. Oh, mm. is he? Oh, I, I forgot. It's um, yeah. Pick, verse twenty six. Huh? When oh, a bim like went to Gerar, uh, or chapter twenty six. Yeah, yeah. Chapter twenty six, verse twenty six. All right, I'm gonna have to <laughs> skip forward. Um. Pickles in the Bible. You heard it here first. How about that? Like, how has VeggieTales not made an episode about this? Mm. Like, this guy's named Pickle. His name is Pickle. (laughs) Well, so part of the struggle is there's multiple pronunciation schemes for Hebrew, and I lean into the one that's like hardened consonants. Uh, But there's there's other responsible ways to interpret it. But again, if I say it quickly and confidently, less people will challenge. So. We're we're gonna we're we're gonna get messages this week on our website just saying actually Nathan is wrong. It's actually Feichel or whatever. I, I tell <laughs> this I, is I, this is going to be the I normally say us. Feichel. Yeah, or or well the so here's funny because like in one of the pronunciation schemes, a, a long I sound could uh be like a, a long E sound in English, so it could be fecal. Oh, oh yeah. No. Yeah, so but, let's go with let's, let's go. go. How pickle. do you like pickle now? Yeah. Yeah. Um I'm good. But but here's my thing. Like, feel free to disagree with me. I've been married for almost 15 years, so I'm wrong more than you think. <laughs> listener, don't, listener, don't I have a lot of don't uh, have a lot of ego left about it. If you're thinking about introducing someone to the podcast, please don't choose this episode as being the as being the one you introduce. It hurts. On. All uh, right. I've dealt yeah. wrongly with you. Let's meet up and dig a well and plant a tree. But be- before we before we wrap up the episode, if you Not pickle, talk about stickle. when you talk about wells, you're talking about water. When you talk about trees, water and trees in the wilderness, it, and it's not just that; it's water and trees going back to Eden. Like, yeah, this is reoccurring stuff. This is like trees and water are present where God is, and and that is, uh. Or and that's the thing, life and symbolic of where God is. That's the bridge to join Genesis 22, the Hebrews thing about believing in the resurrecting God. This is the God who provides life where it shouldn't be able to exist. Right. Planting trees in the wilderness. Yeah. And, and, and babies in barren wombs. Mm. So I, I can just imagine baby Isaac out there planting the tree with his dad. Uh, like, dad, I, th- I thought this wasn't, this isn't our property. Uh, it will be. It will be, boy. <laughs> Just give it time. Um, mm. And then also, because we know Isaac's going to re-encounter this tree again later, even though we don't read about it, we know he's in the area. He surely is going to see it. And what that would have done for his fate is like, man, dad, be- dad believed before seeing. And 
and what that would have done for the children of Israel there. And if you even apply that further to um, the children of Israel, they're out in the wilderness. It's like, no, listen, even though you don't see it now, you can be confident that it's done. So anyway, I think it's a that's a good lesson for all of us to learn, or at least for me. Hmm. Oh, goodness. Excuse me. You you ready for me to wrap up? Yeah, I think so. I th- you know, it's a shorter episode today, but, um, I'm, you know. That's not I, bad. That's not bad. Yeah. Not pickle, stickle. <laughs> so, some, one of our faithful listeners out there has surely seen the incredible Mr. Limpet. I uh, have. The Das, das Limpet. Das Limpet. Das Limpet. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Kaput. So, Something tells me uh, many of our listeners have not, though. So, <laughs> okay, uh, in matter, in matter. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? A lot of our listeners haven't done, and that's subscribe to the Better Than Fiction Bible Podcast. 13%, We're up to eighty-seven yeah. percent. Let, let let's get that last little bit. Yeah. What do you say, listener? You are listening on minute twenty-five of episode one hundred eight, and you have not subscribed yet. I invite you plant that tree. That way you'll always get a notification every Tuesday morning when we release a new episode. If you want to put down roots, yeah, there it is. You can put down roots and you can always see when there's a new episode as you sojourn through podcast platforms. Um, And also, uh, you you won't be hearing this, but um, you got listeners, you've been knowing that we are about to change some back end stuff for our third party platforms, things that are not Spotify, Google podcast or um, iTunes. If you're a listener that had to go out and find this because your subscriptions broke, uh, please contact us on our website, betterthanfictionbiblepodcast.com and let me know if that something didn't work. I'll try and make sure it's all working. But if for whatever reason on your platform of choice, it's broken, let me know. I'll fix it. Until then, you guys have a great week and we'll be back next Tuesday to discuss the biblical narrative. All right. See you next time. Shalom. Excellent.